0: This programme was first broadcast on Canterbury's community access radio station Plains FM 96.9 and was made with the assistance of New Zealand On Air. Kia ora and welcome. This is Garden of Sound brought to you with thanks to Mint Finance, business loans made easy. Today on the show, Portland, a fantastically talented fivesome hailing from Cashmere High School in Christchurch. The group comprises of founding members Liam Crawford on guitar and John Blackie on drums. They were joined last year by Ezra Howell on bass and twin brothers Jack and Archie MacDonald on vocals. They won the People's Choice Award at the recent RockQuest Regional Finals and were crowd favourites at Garden of Sound Live last month. They've got talent to burn and an amazing sound, but do they have the X-factor to stand out from the crowd and become the band that went on to bigger and better things? This is the Garden of Sound interview with Portland on Plains FM 96.9. Ezra, you're the bassist in Portland, and some would say that's uh, almost one of the most important uh, components of the uh the band alongside drums, you know, you're providing the, the, the rhythm there. I want you to tell me about uh, your first musical memories.
1: Um well I was very young, like three or so. This is the earliest I can remember. I came home with my mum and Babies on Fire by Brian Eno was blasting on my speakers. Babies on Fire, okay. Yeah. Uh, it was a pretty good song. Even at three years of age, you sort of, you remember? That's just a song of my childhood. Yeah?
0: Yeah. So your your parents, were they musical? No. Not at all? Okay, but they
1: were big Brian Eno fans. They could play the guitar a bit, but not really musical. So what got you into bass? Well, I was at school one time, and they were just giving an expo of, like, instruments. And I was just going around. I didn't like any of them, because they were like, boring, like flutes. And then, Although there's nothing wrong with flute, really, yeah, in the big I just scheme of things. it wasn't my type of instrument. And then there was, like, one guy, and he was just playing bass. So I'm like, oh, that looks cool. I'll play it. Because, like, I hated the electric guitar, because it really annoyed me, because it used to go on a lot. And, yeah, so I thought the bass would be like, yeah, I can get back at the electric guitar by doing bass.
0: All right, I'm going to jump over. Archie, I want to talk about your first musical memories. What do you remember first, music-wise, in, in the home or the house?
2: I think my first memories are just at our family's batch up in Golden Bay. Me and my brother strumming on our on our ukuleles we got when I think we were two or three, and just singing random melodies, and our, our uh, Omar and our mum just kind of teaching us these um, preschool songs that we'd, that we'd play and sing all summer.
0: And Jack... I imagine uh, because you are twins, your story would have been very much the same. What about what about public performance? I mean, you've got the ukulele. When did the vocals vocals sort of come in for you guys? When did you realize that hey, this is something I really dig doing?
3: We started to sing at primary school, um, and we also played started to play guitar um, at primary school at about the same time. So yeah, that's um, sort of when we started performing together and going out busking. And, yeah, that's where it sort of kicked off.
0: Which primary school did you go to? Thorington. Now, that's got a very sort of established musical history, hasn't it? Any other groups that that we know of that's sort of gone off to big and great things?
3: Um, Well, there's Lotus. Yes. They're, they're, They're part of Cashmere High School. And solo and duo acts came from Kashmir, came through Thorrington as well, so yeah.
0: A good musical pedigree, as does Kashmir, a lot of yeah, your, your it's, luminaries. brought up to Kashmir. The top one I can think of is obviously big Runga. I'm going to jump back over to the uh, the rhythm side of things. Jono, you're the drummer in the band. Yes. Okay, so was it a case of bashing away in the pots and pans like um like most kids uh, have you played any any other musical instrument apart from
4: from Uh, drums i i definitely started on the drums but over the years i've played tinkered around on the piano and learnt a little bit of ukulele and guitar but um, drums are definitely the main instrument has there been any vocals ever Oh, I mean, I sing in the shower and around home and stuff, but nothing serious.
0: Yeah, um, let's talk about drumming greats out there. Who is your uh, who's your favourite drummer?
4: Uh, I got a. I'm a big fan of this guy called Benny Greb. He's a um, definitely a a favourite of mine. Uh, this guy called Lenny, I think he's called Lenny Reese. He's also real cool.
0: What sort of style are these guys drumming in?
4: Um, Benny Greb's got like a really kind of like a. Funk, jazz, fusion sort of feel, and then this Lenny guy's got this kind of like hip hop sort of. Yeah, he's just it's kind of hard to categorize him because they can you know play many different styles. But and yeah. this
0: is one of the standout factors of Portland that I have noticed. And I'm gonna head over to you, Liam. You're the uh, guitarist. Is the fact that you guys are exceptionally tight? I mean, how long have you been playing guitar for?
5: I think it's coming up about eight years now. Yeah.
0: and you're fifteen now yes okay so from correct. from seven years of age and where where did your guitar influences come well, from
5: I think it really started when my parents bought me a uh guitar for my seventh birthday what and, kind of guitar was that oh just a little tiny uh nylon string Suzuki guitar and I remember <laughs> there's videos of me on on uh on my old computer of me just Strumming the guitar and singing random songs about tornadoes killing people and stuff. It's, that's,
0: you've got to start somewhere. <laughs> you got to start somewhere. Haven't you? So t- tell me very quickly about the formation of Portland because you and Jono, you're sort of like the, the core members, yeah. and uh, Jack Archie Ezra have sort of have come along. How did, the, uh, how did you two get together?
5: Yeah, for sure. Um, Jono and I first met uh, at the end of 2017, we kind of first talked uh, via Instagram and then yeah, we jammed and then we kind of got to know each other, and then we decided we'd start a band. And uh, we started off with a vocalist called Billy Pine. She's doing some really cool stuff. And then did Rock Quest. Uh, we got through to regionals. Uh, and then Ezra came along and joined that to make it four. At the end of last year, Billy uh, had other things that she needed to kind of be committed to. And so. We adopted our little twins over here, Jack and Archie. And since then, it, um, we've just kind of started to take it a bit more seriously, I think. Yeah,
0: Ezra, I'm going to jump back to um, to you. What was it like sort of joining this, this existing unit? What was it like sort of getting in
1: with um, with Jono and Liam? Uh, it was pretty easy because I already knew John and Liam because I was already in a jazz combo with him. So I could just go into their band. And just jam with them, and it was pretty fun and easy. So, what sort of stuff were you playing? Was it was it covers, or were you working on pre-existing original material? When I got there, we were just working on the stuff that would played for Rockwest. I don't know what it was. I was just playing, and then just lots of jams. And that's yeah, that's what I did.
0: I'll flip over um, uh, to you, Jack. You've got these guys who are a year ahead of you. How did you um? How did you get the invite to join the um the
6: band?
3: I've known Liam for so many years now. I honestly couldn't count but um yeah, it's right through primary school. We'd um do the Thorington School talent show together. Um and yeah, uh it's we've always just hung out through music. When we got to high school it sort of like really boosted off from there and um get along better. Um and then one lunchtime Archie just came up to me and he was like, Jack, we've been invited to go play in a band called Portland. Um and so yeah, we we just decided we'd give that a go, and yeah, it's just gone off from there.
0: So Archie, I just want to ask you: so how do you decide who sings what in terms of your original material, or even even your covers?
3: Well,
2: especially with the original material, I think would it be fair to say I I really nail out quite a lot of the, the lyrics. I'm not saying Jack doesn't doesn't, but um, and then Jack's quite good at finding the melody. So what will often happen is Jack will Jack will find the melody and and sing that and get really confident with that and then while he does that we'll we'll write down what what that is and add a harmony to it which is what i'll tend to sing and then if there are higher parts i'll i'll sing it
0: talking about higher parts um righteous brothers there's a um a classic yeah. combo i'm not too sure who did the melodies and who did the lyrics for that one but but maybe down the track um it's time to talk a little bit about influences um, i mentioned that the band is very tight there's a very sort of funk R and B kind of feel to uh, some of the stuff you do and it is very diverse i mean there's even keyboard uh going which is um uh, which is brilliant so what sort of artists jono would you say um uh, portland sort of bases themselves upon sound wise
4: i think it's, it's hard to categorize, but we do have some bands that we we do quite like the the style of. So Six Sixty is definitely a a big one for us. Uh, would you say Ed Sheeran, Ed Sheeran, John Mayer, just kind of all these all these guys who have kind of like a mixed range we kind of like because we also have quite a mixed range and we're kind of open to new ideas and new stuff to play
0: on that note some time for uh, some music um, is there any tracks by any of those artists uh, that we'd like to play
4: yeah I th- I think it's called Only To Be by 660 is a tune that we all like so
0: fantastic there you go 660 <laughs> is the Garden of Sound interview with Portland on Plains FM 96.9.
5: Hey my sisters and brothers, it's Brad from the Butlers and the Singlefin Mingle. If you're looking for a top-notch screen printer for your next big show, shindig, then go down to see James at against the grain screen printing. He's been printing out t-shirts and merch for the Mingle for many many moons, he's an absolute ledge and he's one of the few qualified textile lords in the city. So get down and see him, you're guaranteed a great price and a mean result. Check him out on the world wide web atgscreen.co.nz That's atgscreen.co.nz
0: this is the Garden of Sound interview with Portland on Plains FM 96.9. I want to talk about gigs and concerts and things that you, you get along to and you uh, you experience. I'll start off with you, Liam. What's probably the, the, the top gig that um, you know you or somebody's shelled some cash out for you to, to get along to? <laughs>
5: um, I remember in 2015, um, my dad bought a couple of tickets to Ed Sheeran, me, my mum and my nana and my dad, we all went along to the Christchurch gig um, at Horncastle Arena and we were meant to go and see uh, the Black Keys um, on their tour but the drummer broke their arm so that was a, a bit of a bummer but um, yeah, 2015 was really when I first really got a passion for seeing other performances and I remember and I think it was 2017, I went and saw KFC Edgefest. And, yeah, there were some really, really awesome artists um, such as Jason Derulo and some more local names such as M- Mitch James and someone from Norway, uh, Astrid S. She was really good. Jonas Blue and the likes. And that was a bit of an eye-opener to more pop. and. Have you yeah.
0: particularly picked up on anything from those um, seasoned professionals uh, in your stage performance?
5: Well, I find... A lot of their stuff is very extreme and very. Um, it's definitely more of a um, a show than a performance, I guess. As, as like, it's not just about the singing or the band. It's about the the dancers, the lights, the visuals, and all that. And unfortunately, at the moment, lots of those things aren't exactly available to us as a band to perform with. But I would definitely love that to become a part of you know our performance
0: uh Archie Jack I imagine you see most stuff together I I imagine so what's probably your top gig that you've been along to
2: Oh we both really enjoyed Ed Sheeran uh last year
0: And this is down in Dunedin Yeah in Dunedin yep. yeah so was... so what's the um, what's your abiding memory what's the uh, what's the the top thing from the gig that stuck out that you went wow
3: For me it was just walking in there um I didn't know who the warm up acts were um other than 660 so I walked in there and I saw Mitch James on the stage, and I just knew that it was going to be an awesome night there. Um, and just seeing Ed Sheeran walk on, and um, him using his loops and stuff, it was just really awesome to see. Yeah.
0: Jono, tell me about one of your favourite concert experiences.
4: Uh the biggest concert I've been to was Tash Altano uh, last year, and that was my that was my first big concert aside from you know small more local things. What, tell
0: me about this, because the small local things are, are key as well. What sort of oh, small think, stuff have you have you seen I recently? think what's
4: re- um, it's been really cool for me, I've grown up in a, um, a Christian household. So I've been able to go to, well, I've gone to a lot of church services, church conferences, uh, kind of like worship conferences. So there's lots of Christian music playing there with everyone getting into it. And those, those are really, really cool places to go to.
0: So what's your opinion of uh, like Hillsong and that kind of stuff that's, yeah, I that's think, coming out? Yeah,
4: I think I definitely, I, you know, I listen to some of their music. And I think it's really cool, like the concerts they put on. Ezra,
0: we did sort of talk before this, and you haven't sort of been out too much. Um, but no. But who, who would you love to get along to? Who would you love to see live?
1: Led Zeppelin, 1979, Nebworth. Okay, and yeah. why specifically that gig? Because they played a really good rendition of one of my favourite songs of his, which is Achilles' Last Stand.
0: Uh huh. Yes. Okay. What do you think is missing from
1: from modern music where we don't have something like Led Zeppelin? Uh, the genres just changed, to, uh, so it's completely different. So I'm not inclined to see them uh, modern music uh, artists perform. I want to talk about learning experiences
0: um, and I'll go back to you, Liam. Is there anything that's happened recently while you've been um, gigging or at least over the last year where you go, oh man, I wish we hadn't done that or something that's gone incredibly well while you've been on stage?
5: There have definitely been some rough times for us um, with there being so many opportunities coming on and you know, trying to coordinate that between five of us. It's quite a difficult thing. But for sure, being on stage, we've learned a lot about each other and how we perform and what we need to change. And we definitely feel like more of a group than we first did at the start of the year because we've, you know, done these interviews, we've done these performances, and it's really brought us together as a band and definitely even our style and our playing as well.
0: Yeah, I haven't asked where did the um, I'll ask you, john where did the name Portland come from?
4: We were going to enter Rockwest. This was our first kind of performance as a band. And Liam called me up and he's like, what are we going to enter it as? Like, what's our name going to be? So we were kind of like discussing a few things. And we're like, oh, you know, could we go random band generator on the internet or whatever. But then I'm not sure who suggested this, but we ended up on Google Earth. And then Liam got the mouse, spun the globe, and then clicked it. And he landed straight on Portland, Oregon. And then we kind of thought, that works. So,
0: I think about this point in time. It's time to play some more music, um, and we're looking for a bit of a favorite track. Um, we were talking about influences earlier, and um, we'd brought up Six Sixty, but um, Ed Sheeran uh, was somebody who seems to resonate with the group. Is there a track uh, by by Ed Sheeran? Maybe somebody else that you could think of? That yeah, we could for play? sure.
5: Um We did a cover of uh, one of Khalid's songs, uh, Location, and obviously mixed with um, Ed Sheeran being one of our you know, major inspirations, um, they did a collaboration on a song called Beautiful People. And yeah, I, I think we all quite enjoy listening to that song for sure.
0: Just before we hear that, I want to talk to you guys just very, very briefly. Um, you have, uh, this is Archie and Jack, uh, for those who can't see in the room, obviously, because this is a radio program. Um, you have a very... Uh, very soulful um, vocal style. Apart from Ed Sheeran, let's say, uh, is there anyone else um, you know, sort of going back that you could think you sort of like modelled your your vocal style on?
2: There are there are a few kind of key people or bands that we listened to throughout our whole childhood, who we'd always listen to or try to try to do perfect covers of, and some of them were the Beatles, obviously Ed Sheeran. We quite liked Sam Smith as well. And I think particularly in the last few years, Mitch James has been really quite a, quite a key one as well. Yeah.
0: Fantastic. Okay, here it is. This is Beautiful People, Ed Sheeran and Khalid.
7: Saturday night in the summer, sundown and they all come out. Lamborghinis and they rented Hummus The party's on, so they're heading downtown. Everybody's looking for a. I'm
8: Conversation here You no looks done in Don't ask that question here This is my only fear That we become Beautiful
7: people to design the clothes Front row fashion shows What you do yeah. what you know Inside the world
0: Thanks for being with us today. Garden of Sound is sponsored by Mint Finance. One of the areas Mint Finance specialises in is equipment finance. It's also known as asset finance and it's structured for businesses that need to purchase equipment. For example, you might need a new van for getting a band to gigs or perhaps you're building a studio you need to invest in some top quality gear. Mint can offer equipment finance for up to 100% of the purchase price which is fully secured against the new asset. That's on terms of up to five years, which means you can concentrate on the business of making music or building your musical empire. Obviously, T's and C's apply, but you'd be best served by chatting to a Mint Business Finance Specialist today on 0800 666 That's 0800 666 Or by visiting mintfinance.co.nz. That's mintfinance.co.nz. This is the Garden of Sound interview with Portland on Plains FM 96.9. I want to talk about how your songs are put together. Now, Archie and Jack have uh, alluded to the fact that uh, there's sort of like a a separate melody, lyric kind of construction. But let's talk about the, the, the basis of the song. Where does it start for you guys?
4: For most of the songs that we've done, it's normally come across from Liam in his bedroom, just experimenting on guitar he comes up with a cool cool wee riff and then we go have a jam brings it to band practice or whatever and then he plays it and he just develops the idea that's just what he's good at and then I make a beat to it and then once we've done that we say hey this is actually a really cool song let's put something to this Let's sorry let's do something with it we show it to Ezra, Ezra just makes a bass line real quick and we, we, we I'm sure
0: there's a lot more that goes into it than just, just makes a bass line yeah, because but your bass lines are pretty sweet
4: yeah, 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 I think I think it is quite we were we do work well in that area with our own parts that fit in with each other quite well.
0: Ezra, I do want to ask bassist influence wise, I mean you have talked about Led Zeppelin, so is John Paul Jones kind I of. I like John there Paul Jones, yes. Yeah. Anyone else that you would sort of Les uh, Claypool. Okay, Primus. Fantastic. Jaco Pistorius. Yep. Uh, Ent Whistle? Yes, I yeah. love him. Okay, so very much we've got a bit of a classic rock feel. Yes. Um, and then moving over to to you, Liam, when we're talking about when you're coming up with these uh, these licks or riffs or at least the uh, the song structure and so on, um, are you listening to music and then you're going, this has inspired you to come up with, with something? Or is, how does it sort of come out?
5: Well, partially. I mean, some of it is from the fact that i'm studying my grade 8 at the moment and i'm trying to experiment more with um some of the new chords and you know more jazz orientated sounds which kind of you know make the the whole feel feel you know more relaxed and chill uh mixed with Jono's more upbeat beats i guess it kind of develops this really interesting new style and then with Ezra filling in the gaps which is great um, because but, it's all very diverse. If we're yeah, thinking, um, for sure,
0: jazz, tight, uh, classic rock, and then we've got very much a sort of modern, I would say, R and B vocal style over the top. Perhaps that's what makes a, a a complete band. So once the once the song comes, we've got um, the the structure, we've got the beat, we've got the chords. Um, what do you guys What do you guys do with it?
3: We always write lyrics at home. Like, if if we have an idea, we'll just write it down somewhere. Um, and then we turn up to practice maybe a week or two after they've written the structure. Um, I always just put the words on a music stand and I'll just try and improvise to, to how they're playing it and that sort of thing.
0: Do you record that and sort of go back and listen to it again and see what, if, see what
3: worked? Well, most of the time we record it. Um, but, yeah, it's mostly if we think it sounds good, like... The whole band sounds good combined Then um, we tend to record it And it just develops and develops
0: I go back to vocal styles, Archie So where do you sit uh, vocally in relation to um, to Jack? Do you sing higher or uh, or lower?
2: Yeah, well I, I'm, I'm a lot higher One thing Jack likes to tell everyone we meet Who asks us about singing is I can sing around the same, the same pictures. The Sopranos and choir. Jack Is that because to, your voice hasn't broken? Yeah, yeah. Okay.
8: <laughs>
3: <Everyone's>, everyone <laughs>,
2: laughs at that, <laughs> but um, yeah. So I'm a lot higher, so I'll I'll tend to do, say if we have a high bridge or some some higher harmonies, and Jack's kind of a bit a bit lower. I I tend to listen to Jack and kind of compare him to Khalid and stuff.
0: But that's brilliant being related um because that timbre of your voice sort of blends in so nicely together again i say that's what makes portland such a such a sweet sounding unit um it's not just that but it's also um the gear you're playing and liam you've got a pretty cool um uh, electric guitar now you played it at gardener sound uh live it's got sort of like a little what's it called an
5: f hole is that yeah what it's called? I guess that's for, or um, something well I think my dad likes to call it uh, the NFL. and he,
0: he is he is in the background he's not <laughs> he's not not just listening so uh, he um he's got a, a guitar making sort of business going is that well,
5: right yeah not exactly a business but I guess it's more of a, a hobby slash passion of his is to you know just go into the garage and and go to you know workshop classes and and just build these cool guitars and Uh, his first like fully built guitar um, the one I was playing at Garden of Sound um, was a really really awesome build of his and I guess it wasn't until after that guitar was built um, that he kind of gave it the name Little Wings I guess that was mainly based on the fact that both Dad and I share a a strong passion for that song and all the different versions of it This is the Jimi Hendrix track? Yes for sure but prior to that he made a he, he did up a guitar uh, an old um sterling guitar and uh, turned it into a eddie van halen tribute uh, guitar which was really awesome to see and that was i remember um he, he was diagnosed with uh, lymphoma uh, in 2016 i believe and he i remember he was sitting and in, in, uh, having chemo while he was ordering parts for this this guitar and, and that he built so it became quite a a special thing and i guess it kind of put everything into perspective you know and he decided that he wanted to do more with uh with that kind of thing i guess that yeah.
0: particular guitar you were playing at Gardner sound live what was it like the first time you played it
5: oh it was it was really cool I, I i never expected to be playing something that was made so close to me and especially something that sounded so awesome uh and it's just i guess it's kind of gro- the, the guitar itself has actually developed my style of playing i i think as well because it's got such a rich and but yet twangy and and uh lively bright sound to it that you can kind of blend styles like you know more blues to into jazz with the you know like mellow yet slightly dirty sounds i guess they it just yeah it's quite a unique tone and i really enjoy now, oh, we're going
0: to hear sure. a little bit of that guitar in particular. You guys have just done some live recording at Orange Studios. Uh, this is in preparation for uh, Rock Quest. There will be sort of a selection process. Um, Ezra, tell me about... Uh, it was a bit of a bit of a late session, was it, uh, recording these these tracks? Is this the first time for you in a studio?
1: Yes. Okay, and what was the Orange. experience like? It was good. I enjoyed it. Yeah. But it was got pretty tiring. Yes. <laughs> So, uh, how long were you uh, recording these four four tracks?
0: Um, about three and a half hours. Three and a half hours, and they were they're were recorded as as live. So, um, how do you feel about the result? This uh, this is a big one, uh, Jono. I'll ask you. What do you reckon?
4: We thought that you had to do them all as one take, so play the four songs like repeating after each other. Originally, we were unsure if we were happy with like one of the takes, but at the end of the day we found out that you can cut them, so we just picked the the best version out of all of them and then blended them together and I think we're all pretty Yeah, pretty pretty happy with the final outcome.
0: Archie, um, which track are we gonna hear now from that session?
2: We're gonna be hearing our first song that we wrote as a band and it's called Stay. Jack, what's Stay About?
3: Stay is about sort of struggles that you can go through. They didn't happen to us, but it's just about what a lot of people experience. Uh, So, yeah, it's sort of just for other people to relate to.
0: Specifically?
5: Relationships. Okay. Here you go.
0: This is Portland with Stay Recorded Live at Orange Studios in Christchurch. This is the Garden of Sound interview with Portland on Plains FM 96.9. You guys, it's a sweet track we just heard. Stay uh, recorded live at uh, Orange Studios in Christchurch. Um, you definitely have a big future uh, ahead of you, and you have a lot of room to to grow. That's a uh, that's a big thing. Um, I saw some some fantastic performances from you at Garden of Sound live, but um. Uh, you've at least got a couple of years together at um, high school, I imagine. Um, John, what does the future look like?
4: For my point of view, at least, I, I'm definitely keen to to stay in the band. I don't see any reason to to not continue, and I'm hoping the others feel the same way. But um, you know, depending how what happens in life with you know, obviously after high school, I think for at least at least while we we're at high school, we'd be real keen to just keep gigging, keep playing, keep writing. Uh, goals for us would probably be to keep music out on Spotify and stuff just to you know share our share our passion share our music with others and yeah we we'll just see how the band develops over the years with our style and obviously um it will obviously change a lot with the the boys' voices developing and the rest of us you know still we' we're, we're all still learning instruments so yeah just we gonna just take it as it comes.
0: Ezra, I want to ask, what about original stuff coming out of you? Do you write your own music?
1: I write my own bass parts for the song. I don't really write group compositions for the thing. Yeah.
0: What about sort of uh, song concepts or, or ideas? Do you come along to the guys and say, you know, I think we should be talking about this? Yes. Okay. So give me an example. What's something you've come along recently?
1: So like changing to a certain chord because, yeah, I think it would sound good. And how was that received? It was received well, and it went down as a verse in our song.
0: So would you say, and this is me asking a leading question, that you sort of have, it's not just the bass, but the overall, the sound of the song, you've got an idea about where you feel it should go? Yep. Okay, that's good. It's important, and it's important as musicians to be respectful and to take those ideas on board. I want to talk about um, collaborations. We've already gone back to the second song when you're talking Khalid and, um, and Ed Sheeran. Um, Liam, anyone uh, out in the Christchurch musosphere um, that you'd like to uh, like to work with that you think would be cool?
5: Yeah, recently there is a duo that's come out and uh, released a, a new single called "Grocery Shopping." I think it's called and. Um, Nat and Juno, uh, that, that's their names, and they are like mesmerising, and the, the 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 way that their songs are constructed are really clever, and I, I I'd really love to hear their voices, you know, with the band and see how it goes, especially with with Jack and Archie um, working with the vocalists. I reckon it'd be a really interesting thing, and obviously with the musical and the um, rhythmic side of things, seeing how their you know melodic ideas fit into ours and yeah, it'd be really interesting to see what we'd come up with as a group.
0: Now, the the Nat part of Nat and Jono was Natalie Hutton, uh, and she's obviously part of that group that has the exceptionally long name, which I I, I shall not say. Yes, There's a Tuesday, Tuesday between, between and a Monday, Monday, and Monday and between a and between a Wednesday, indeed. <laughs> they also played at Garden of Sound live. Just tell me about the um, tell me about the experience playing at Garden of Sound live. What was it like for you, Archie?
2: Oh, I absolutely loved it. It was um, it was just so much fun to be able to put put together. You know, quite a quite a large set. It was it was a good challenge, good fun, and um, honestly, just playing with the other bands. You know, Sneaky Caribbean, Monk Seals, and Tuesday between a Monday and a Wednesday. It was it was just so cool to be able to chat to them and kind of get along and listen to their stories from their music as well. Uh, yeah, no, it was it was really good fun.
0: Uh, Jack uh, just tell me it seems like you've got a bit of a fan club um, there were quite a few folks sort of dancing at the uh, at the front of the stage how does that feel?
3: Yeah it's excellent they they come from Kashmir they're um, John Owen Ezra's friends yeah they've just, just become the Portland fan club and it's been awesome to have them there get the crowd pumping and have them screaming in our faces it's been pretty good
0: yeah it's fantastic it was a it was a it was a great show from you guys liam future we've obviously sort of holding out hope uh for the nationals for um for rockwest um down the track what's the what's the ultimate dream do you want to keep doing music for forever
5: well i'd love to keep pursuing music and i mean at the moment i'm doing this uh uh youth tuition with um, guitar and Jono's been taking along with that with his drums. We've both been teaching, you know, primary and intermediate school students. Yeah. And it's been a really cool thing. But um, apart from that, especially with the band, I'd love to keep performing because there's such a cool vibe that you get from that and a really rewarding feeling that you get back from being on stage and, you know, making people's nights and receiving those compliments. And then of course the socializing with the other, other lads and, you know, it's it's great. I, I, I'd love to, you know, at least, I don't know, so a big-ish, you know, performance in Christchurch would would definitely make my life happy. <laughs>
0: Maybe even the town hall. That would be pretty cool. That would be pretty cool, be pretty cool indeed. Um, we'll see what we can do. It um, up. <laughs> Thank you so much, guys. That's absolutely brilliant. It's been fantastic talking to you. Ezra, Jono, Liam, Jack, Archie. Um, you did mention Nat and Jono before. Um, should we maybe play their track? A little bit of a shout out to the Odatahi characters.
5: Yeah. All good. Cheers. Thank you.
3: Thank you. Thank you. With you, grocery shopping Feels like a party Simply the best the baking soda just seemed to dance. The Coca Cola was having a laugh as we put our jackets on for the storm.
7: I know,
8: I know.
7: your mind likes to
6: wander Wonder. down all the aisles, anxious at times.
8: Packs up a suitcase just for itself Weaves in and out of every shelf But I'll be at the
6: checkout Waiting to take you
0: Coming up on Friday the 19th of July at D4 on Garland's Road is Top That Comedians Spinning Yarns. It's described as a loose and wild show which pits two teams of comedians against each other in a battle to see who has the best stories, inspired by the backstage banter and after-party antics of comedians who are constantly trying to outdo each other's outrageous real-life stories. Tickets start at just $12 and there are big discounts for group bookings too with door sales available. Doors open 7pm, this is Friday the 19th of July, show starts at eight. You can find out more on the D4 Facebook page, that's facebook.com forward slash D4 venue. Okay, it's time for my track of the week. This time it's from Jordan Rakai. I have to be honest with you, I'd never heard of this guy before today. Shame. He's based in the UK, but was born in Hamilton, and he's been doing amazing stuff musically since 2013, and he's only 27. His third album, Origin, was released three weeks ago, and I'm totally getting Stevie Wonder brand new heavies, even some Sting vibes in places. Any track could have been a contender, so we'll start at the very beginning. This is Mad World. That's all for today. My guests were Portland. You can find out more about what they're up to by going to gardenofsound.nz and clicking on their photo on the front page. On that page, you can also see some great photos taken by Shannon Jessica at the Garden of Sound live gig. Next week, it's Andy and Vic, better known as The Response, the exceptionally talented husband and wife team who just released that killer track, Tallest Walls. This has been Garden of Sound presented by Mint Finance, business loans made easy until next week keep well keep listening and keep playing hide it